Episode 26 starts now. Welcome to ShareMo EDU. We are a team of two Missouri lead learners sharing stories across the state and beyond through the lens of education. I'm Dr. Renee Hawkins, principal at Maple Elementary School in Smithville, Missouri. And I'm Dr. Eric Carlin, elementary assistant principal at Maple Elementary in Smithville, Missouri. This week's guest is ready to share strategies to help us all become more real. Tara Martin is a self-proclaimed writer, leader, and hugger. Tara is also the author of the newly released book, Be Real, Educate from the Heart, serves as a, as a district administrator, and is the creator of Book Snaps. Get ready to feel the love and passion as Tara Martin cannonballs in. Welcome, Tara. Awesome. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here today. Well, we're glad you're here. Tara, help our audience to get to know you and tell us a little bit about yourself. So pretty much I am a risk taker, a disruptor in general. And um, yeah, I am an educator, very passionate, passionate educator. I love what I do. I currently work, um, I've been in multiple roles. So I served as an elementary school teacher, a coach, a district coach, um, and then most recently an administrator of leading and um, supervising instructional coaches and serving 250 educators in seven elementary schools. So I um, now have a new role. As of June 1, I work for Dave Burgess Consulting, and I get to do a lot of amazing things, inspiring teachers all around the nation, and also sharing and amplifying the voice of our authors through digital creations and um, yeah, I just, I get to do all kinds of fun stuff, but primarily my mantra is to stay real and to encourage others to also be real as the acronym pr pronounces and proclaims relatable, exposing vulnerability, always approachable and learning through life. And honestly, that's, that's my heart. That's what I want to do. I want to encourage others to be who they are and to not only just be who they are, but to thrive by playing to their own strengths and their own talents. So that's just like me in a nutshell. Wow. I think we could just end it right now. That's uh, <laughs> that's it right there. That's awesome. It's crazy. It's, it's <laughs> so we're going to dig a, a little bit more into real. Your hashtag for education is hashtag real edu. What do these words mean to you and how do you honor these words? So, you know, I hope that in everything that I do, that I'm staying pretty true to who I am. I mean, you guys are getting to see the real deal tonight. But, um, <laughs> and that's pretty much me anywhere I go. But, you know, real, the idea of it, um, I know this isn't exactly your question, but I think by telling you the story, it will help. Um, the idea came from one of my coaches. So I, one of the teachers actually that I served as an instructional coach, I send out these performance surveys and middle year and then end of year. And I always leave an open-ended response at the bottom. So I'm trying to gauge their perception of my performance as their um, teacher leader at that point, but even as an administrator. And when I was a teacher, I did this for my students. But one of the comments just said, we love you because you're just so real. And I don't know why, but that just really stood out to me in a world where there's so much fake news and fake everything. And let's Photoshop everything before we put it on social media, because the real us is surely not good enough. And, and, and me tonight, I'm like, I'm not getting on the video looking like a sweaty mess. Like that's real me. But I, you know, it's just what we do. It's it's like our human instinct, but to be 
be titled or named as you're just so real. I found that to be just a high paid compliment. And I'm like, man, what if we all could just be real? And, and that's where I just came up with the acronym relatable, exposing vulnerability, always approachable and learning through life. And honestly, if I'm not being those things, I'm out of balance in my opinion. And so I want to get back in balance and make sure that people are getting that realness because that is what people connect to. And it is especially what children connect to. They can, they can sense fake for a long, long ways. <laughs> Very true. Well, kind of tying into that again too, your new book that just came out, uh, Be Real, uh, sh share a message or, or dive into one of your chapters that um, would cause our listeners to take action. Fantastic. I want to grab my book real fast. So I, I don't know. I think the book is, the book is primarily divided into five sections. So the four sections, of course, of the acronym I've already explained a couple of times. And within that, those sections, it's, I tell stories. So it's written more like a narrative. It's, it's kind of like a narrative with strategies to actually do them embedded. And it was, it was pretty fun to write. It was actually like water flowing out of a rib, you know, like out of a fountain for me to write it. I loved writing it. It was, I love to write anyway, but it was so from the heart, which makes sense. But I will say, um, turning it in was another story because I was so vulnerable in this book. Um, Writing it wasn't hard, but once it came time to turn it in when it was finished, yeah, that was that was troubling. That was pretty hard. But what I, what I was going to say, you said to dive into one of the chapters. So when I describe being relatable, for example, I talk a lot about stories and in each of my roles. So as a classroom teacher, as a coach, and then as an administrator, how did I show myself relatable? And so I kind of tell these stories of different individuals and how they felt I was relatable, you know, be it a parent, a teacher, uh, well, whomever I was dealing with. But then I also share strategies. So one of the strategies that I share in here is relatable real talk treasures. And so in the real talk treasures, I talk about how there are, and there's little sketches in each I love it. section. Um, <laughs> But I talk and Carrie Bauckham, if you don't yeah. follow her on Twitter at Heck Awesome, she is the artist hey, that God. I like to She's amazing. So the real talk treasures just start with like valuing individuality. You know, when we notice who we are talking about and we appreciate who they are and what they bring to the table, they're more likely to listen to us or to care even what we have to teach them or share with them. And then humble inquiry. So asking a question not knowing the response so i'm not asking you a question so you will bomb it out to me exactly what i want you to tell me i'm asking you a question because i want to know more about you and then listening to learn empowering i think this is super important empowering the individuals that we serve to be who they are and to stand up for the idea that they have because if they don't believe in their idea, how is anyone else going to believe in it? So we need to believe that they have a great idea and help them to believe in their idea to, to you know, to go after it. And then I think too, like providing accountability, like don't just sit on it, 
so if kids come to me and they want to try something and we've just had this conversation about it and they are feeling like a freaking rock star, then we need to tell them like, okay, so when are you going to try it? Is it next week? So I'm going to come back and check on you because I'm sure it's going to be amazing. And if not, we're going to learn something from it. And then when they rock it out of the park, be it teachers that we're serving or students or whomever, then we need to openly exhaust exalt them like online to an authentic audience tell them in front of the staff like look what this amazing teacher just did like she is killing it like we need to make sure that we push them forward and keep keep sharing their awesomeness so those are the real talk treasures but i really think if we could practice those we become more relatable people want to come back and talk to you again because they understand that you know you're a real human and even though we learned some things through that we were able to accomplish something amazing and share it with a lot of people. Wow. Awesome. I love that empowerment piece there and empowering others and the goal setting, but then also that accountability that can fall off. You know, we do observations or meet with teachers, but then how long is it before we check in on that and, you know, help foster promote that. Um, and without that, sometimes those great ideas or great things you're going to do, um, can fall off the, the wagon and, um, won't ever come to fruition. So that's awesome. Well, thank you. And so there's like things throughout the, so I tell stories and then I just offer a few strategies for how to potentially, not not a one way fits all. All of these things are very real. So everybody's gonna do things a little bit differently, but just an idea for maybe accomplishing being relatable or exposing vulnerability or becoming more approachable. A lot of times approachable, it's like our body language that we don't really even think about. I'm super demonstrative. So I have to pay attention to that because I might be like scaring people, you know, and I'm really just loving on them. But <laughs> And then some people don't like hugs. Like I am a huge hugger and I've learned like traveling across the nation, hugging people like stiff as a board. I'm like, I totally just made them feel uncomfortable and that is not approachable in that in that setting so you know just being careful about what we do and when we do it how cool you know you mentioned your vulnerability piece too and i think you're always so honest in your your blog posts and just different challenges that you face and you're you know you're putting your vulnerability out there and people appreciate that i do i think people people see that and so they connect because most of us have had different challenges in our life. I mean, I have not yet met a person who's not had any. And so I think it's more, it's not, this is the way I describe vulnerability in my book. I say exposing vulnerability is not about glorifying our failures. It's not about posting all of our failures everywhere so we can be reminded of how bad we sucked at something. It's, it's more about it's more about celebrating what came next because that is the mantra of my life like things did not start out great for me the conditions were not set up for me to be successful in life and i can talk about that but talk about that in a way that that didn't define me either and what came let me tell you about what came next let me tell you about being the first generation graduate let me tell you about something that came next because that's what helps kids get out of this funk or this rut where they feel like they may or may not ever come out of it no matter what even if they have a great home life my son he's a teenager he's 
to me, he has the best home life he could possibly have. But he still faces these challenges, right? And he still gets in this funk, like, you know, I'm never going to come out of this. And I'm like, oh, but you will. Like, you, this circumstance doesn't determine your future. It's just a learning experience that you're going to have to launch off from here. So that was way too much. Sorry about that. No. I don't even think I the We're soaking up every word. <laughs> I don't even think I answered a question. I think I just talked. Sorry. <laughs> Okay, Tara, reflect on these statements. Right now, one thing that is going well for me is, and I want to grow by. Oh, I like that. Um, so right now, one thing that's going well for me is I love my new role and my new job. And it's just so, it's so me. I have a coaching heart. So coaching, meaning instructional coaching. I've had a lot of different trainings when it comes to coaching conversations and helping others to discover who they are and and become the better the best version of who they are so i kind of get to do that with a ton of authors that are actually my colleagues and kind of my family and so it's really amazing to get to read and endorse their books but not only that to like put their words out for other educators to be inspired by them i I love that piece of my work and then going around in conferences and getting to see them present and sharing their awesomeness with people like you would connect really good with this author. They have a very similar mindset as you. And so trying to it's like the matchmaking for professionals, you know, this is a great concept for you and you're working on this. Let's get together. And so I love that. And what I want to become better at is I'm just now started speaking like in um, bigger venues and to larger crowds. So I just, I want to stay real in those settings. It's a different setting for me and, and encourage others to be real too. So that is a piece that, that I'm working on. I, I think I'm doing okay-ish, but I have a lot of room to grow. So, um, yeah. Very fun. Um, what three words would you use to describe the person who has made the greatest impact on your life? And why do those words come to mind? Mm -hmm. Can it be persons since I'm just using three words? Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, is persons a word? No people. Yeah. Well, it's okay. <laughs> Keep it real. Okay. Um I think they're I think they're multipliers in that I talk about multipliers in my book. Um Liz Wiseman wrote a book about it. And I oh it's so amazing. But they take what you have that's incredible. They first of all they find the great things about you and then they amplify them. So they multiply your impact. So they're multipliers. Um, they're dreamers. You know, they don't sit around and and wait for someone to tell them what to do, but they're always thinking of new ideas. And they're also always encouraging those that they serve to, to be dreamers. And the third thing, so multipliers, dreamers, I think they're coaches. They give you great feedback, be it critical or praise. It doesn't matter, but they love you the whole time. Like they want you to take your skills and, and 
do something amazing with them. So I would say the people that have impacted my life are multipliers, they're dreamers, learners, and they are coaches. Those are great words. Yes. <laughs> what has been a game-changing moment for you in the field of education? Oh, wow. Um, gosh, I feel like the field of education, I'm always learning. That's what I love so much about it is it doesn't matter which role that I cannonball into. It's a brand new experience always. Even if you're in the same role and you start a new year, you have new people to serve. You have new people to learn their lives, their families, their the community. So a game changer in education. I think joining probably my first year of teaching, uh, just understanding, wow, this is nothing like I learned in the textbooks. <laughs> like it's way more awesome, but it's way like you study that for four years and you're like, what the heck? Like, I don't even know where I'm supposed to start. So I often find that coaching brand new teachers and then later when I was administ the administrator of coaches who are coaching brand new teachers is remind them that this is eye opening, but you will get this. Like you will learn to adapt and every year is going to be like the first year. Really, if you're a great teacher, every year is like the first year because you've learned so many things from the year before and you, you change it up for the next group and you're always going with the current reality, you know, what is real for these kids right now and how am I gonna connect with them? So I would say the game changer in education was probably just getting started in the first place and realizing that I needed to educate from the heart. That was the one thing that stayed consistent no matter what role I was in. And that's why I think this book works for anybody in any role is because no matter the fancy technology, which I love by the way, and no matter the newest book, the newest textbook, the newest company, whatever comes around, the one thing that's gonna remain consistent is your heart and, and being a human because nothing can ever replace that. And so no matter what role you're in in education, I would say the eye-opening piece for me or the game changer is that you have everything within you to do a very awesome job, being real, being true to who you are and empowering those around you to do that same thing because your heart never changes. Lots of things will change, standards, demands, all these things are gonna change, but your heart and the way that you connect with kids, that never changes. And also those are the things that they remember for years and years and years to come as those connections. So. I don't know if I answered the question again. I'm sorry. I'm like it was a all powerful over. message. You did. We're answering in more. Yes. That was great. <laughs> so if your cup is not full, you cannot fill the cup of others. Dear. How do you promote self-care? Oh yeah, that's a really good one. Well, you guys caught me after I was working out, so that's positive. <laughs> um, how do I promote self-care or how do I model it? Oh. I try to model it. Yeah. <laughs> I try to model it. Um, I work out a couple, about three times a week. Um, that's probably the one thing I'm most faithful to, mostly because I want to be a good flexor. Uh. 
like I don't want to be like a, a like have a saggy arm. So <laughs> I've been working on that. So it might be a, a crazy motivation, but I do actually feel better when I'm working out. When I run, I run a few miles and I just lift weights. It's nothing super fancy. But another thing that I I need to work on, and I'm often talking to teachers and coaches who are who are struggling with this too. I think the problem with educators, I think, is we're so passionate about what we do. So we love our job. So they mix up together and then we're doing what we love and we're loving what we do. And we forget that we have like families and we have like all these other things we probably need to fit in. So taking care of ourselves because we're so busy serving others. So a lot of people will come to me and be like, how do you make time for self when I do this well? And I don't do it well very often. I'm just going to be super honest with you. I schedule it in. So the reason I fit my workouts in is because I schedule them in. They're on my calendar. And when somebody tries to book me for something, I just say, sorry, I'm not available at that time. Mm-hmm. So when, when I need time to just sit down and read, which is probably something I should start doing more. I read because I read for work and I read educational books, but just like sitting down and leisurely reading or doing something for self. I, I think I'm just gonna have to get it on the calendar. It just doesn't happen if it's not, I'm dictated by that calendar. So if I want self-care to happen, I probably need to get it there. And that's how I advise others, but I'm really not a good model of it. <laughs> well, it is good advice. I may have to try that. <laughs> this month we are promoting hashtag find, find your jam July. What's your jam and how do you empower yourself to grow in this area? Whoa, I like that. Um, hmm. You know, <laughs> this is a naughty song, but not naughty, but it has an awful title. Not an awful, but maybe naughty title. Anyways, oh my God, <laughs> spit it out. All the suspense now, right? We're using the suspense hook. Okay, so I think the the jam that's just been in my head lately is the song Perfect by Pink, and it, it's titled F and Perfect, but we'll keep it clean on here. Um, <laughs> I like the clean version of the song anyway, but what I love about that song, and I just wrote a blog about it, but it really has just been playing over and over in my head. It's just that, first of all, it's a tough girl song. I love tough girl songs when I'm feeling like a little bit defeated. I'm just like, oh, I'm gonna listen to something tough. and. <laughs> So that's one reason. But another thing is just that perfect can be relative. Pink describes it as you're perfect in all your realness. Like, sure, I've made all these mistakes. And I love her lyrics because she says, you know, I've been knocked down and I was mistaken and people didn't think that I would become much. But look at me now. I'm still here and I'm still rocking it and I'm still trying these new things. And so... I love this song because she just says, you know, you may not be perfect to others, but you're perfect to me. And so embracing your perfect realness, if that's even possible, or becoming perfectly real, I I just think that's something we're thinking about and pondering in a world where things do seem to be so perfect in other people's lives. The truth is there's a real human behind that and there's real life happening behind that. So yeah, they're perfectly real, but don't be, don't be fooled, you know? And so I think really that would be my jam right now. I just love it. I love a lot of songs, but that's one that I've been just 
really rocking out to you and the lyrics have really resonated with me. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, we've come to this moment in the interview where it's time to share your fast five. We're going to fire five questions at you and we want you to answer with the first thought that comes to mind. Okay, do it. All right, <laughs> sorry. Fire away, Renee. Question one, I missed my cue. <laughs> <laughs> what was your best subject in school? PE. Would you rather be transported permanently 500 years into the past or 500 years into the future? Future. What do you want to be when you grow up? I don't know. I have no idea what I want to be when I grow up still. <laughs> What's the best gift to give an educator? The best gift to give an educator would be something handmade. And give a shout out to one person you want to tune into this episode. I would like Tisha Richmond in Oregon to tune into this episode. Awesome. Thank you so much, Tara. We've enjoyed uh, learning with you and being real with you. Uh, oh my God. I hope it wasn't too much. <laughs> we've got it all. We have it all. Um, what, uh, anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners before we uh, close out here? No, I just, I know I've hammered the point of realness over and over, but more than anything, I just think in a world where we can be anything, let's just, let's be real. All right. You Thank heard you. from Tara. <laughs> Thank, Thank you so Tara. much. Tune in next Thank week you. to learn more as we share. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you.